Welcome to FOH. I'm Kelly Sullivan. I'm Lillian Devane. And it's a podcast. Hey, you thought it was TV? You are sorely mistaken. No, no pictures. No visuals. We are audio. We. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we're too pretty for... We got a face for radio. Rated face for radio. Right. When I was in high school, my friend's dad was like a Southern judge, if you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I told him I wanted to, I wanted to be in radio at the time because that was still a thing. And he mm-hmm. was like, now, Lillian, you're too pretty for radio. And I was like, no, oh, I feel mixed about what you just you're said, like, but hey, thanks. I'm a teen. Kind of. Anyways, um, but we have a face for radio, clearly. And that man was Brett that- Kavanaugh. <laughs> And that, yeah, I wipe a tear from my eye. Um, actually, speaking of Brett Kavanaugh, we went to a rally last night. We did. Um, and not to be like performatively bragging about being political, but we are. So <laughs> I'm laughing at someone thinking about us being like, oh, yakety yak yak, these girls. <laughs> oh, went to a rally. Oh, they're gossiping about going to rallies now. <laughs> Typical hens. <laughs> I don't know what people say about um, slashes. Yeah, we- I don't even know. What? People's slash, that's like a slur for women. Oh, gashes. Gash, too. gash. I could think you could say slash. Is that, I that, think gash is right. Gash is what I've heard <laughs> on the streets. I fucked up. Um, yeah, we went to um, a protest last night, and uh, it was cold. It was for the Trump sent out that memo about title nine and gender being like what you were born with and you're you had to take a test to proven but it's all very a bunch horrific. of horse shit yeah you know what i say horse shit that's horse shit yeah so it's obviously uh horrific um and uh we decided that we should go obviously and yes, show our did. support and then there was one very funny speaker yeah and obviously we're not here to rip on people speaking at political rallies but um, yet we are yet proceed <laughs> um yet we are going to <laughs> um most of the speakers I thought were really great. Yeah. And also it's obviously hard. Like you're, it's a very intense thing to do. It was organized. It was truly organized like day of, yeah. I think it had been organized like that day or the day before, like truly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. And booking speakers and having something to say, it's obviously hard. And yeah. We respect everyone's time and effort and emotion that they devote to that of course it's not easy to write yeah something that's like both very personal and like emotional and all of that right and like a rallying like good lord um but so there was one speaker and uh she was like speaking about uh her experience in the political climate and all you know and everyone was like you know yeah, yeah i mean all like, fired up when you're at a route like it doesn't really matter what people say most people were like hell yeah 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 like mm-hmm. whatever you say yeah. we're like we're with you because that's the point right. of this right there was someone who had been on the glee project and we cheered that inexplicably right it's just sort of like yes um and so, okay, so to set the scene, I was there with my friend George. I didn't know Kelly was there. We had, like, talked about our plans for because we were supposed to meet up, and it didn't work out, and then we kind of talked about what our plans were for the rest of the day, and we were both going, but we hadn't discussed meeting up, and I, if you're not going literally together, I find it so hard to meet up with people at those yeah. types of things. I just didn't know that you were there, so... But it was just, when this woman was speaking, I just, I knew Lillian was there, so I texted her, and I was like... <laughs> I looked out of my phone to see a snarky text from <laughs> Kelly. 
in the moment of a political rally. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I was like, <laughs> I like showed my buddy and he's like, why are you doing this right now? I was like, you're right. This is not, no, he didn't say that, but I was like, I should need to put my phone away. But can you please? So it was like this woman, she's like talking about, so first she's like, she's like talking about like, you know, trans and won't be erased. And, and it was very powerful. And then she's like, and there's science that says like trans is real. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like that's kind of weird because like, to me, like science is science is made up. So like, who cares? You know, like just being like science agrees with me is like, who fucking cares? Like yeah. science is made up. And so, well, like, wh- what? I mean, people in like science is like, the way that science is described is always lags behind because it's always, it has to be described by our language. And sure. 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 Like be our understanding. I was just imagining you like, <laughs> like clearing a table full of beakers and being like, this isn't real. They're like, we literally have discovered. But I mean like phrenology was science. No, of course. I know. Well, when you're talking about science and then like, venn diagram social like right of exactly. course of That's course what I mean. okay what I mean. okay you can't just say science <laughs> isn't real though okay, okay, okay great okay, okay. and so she's like, saying, like fine i'm kingdom <laughs> whatever i'm like this shit is all fake i'm like frogs never heard of her <laughs> reptile in my opinion I'm like what is happening okay so she's like going into science i was like mm. and then she's like and Climate change is a thing, and they're bleaching the coral. And we were like, they are, <laughs> but true. But what is happening? And then she goes, and there's fluoride in the water, and we can't even get gun control. <laughs> and everyone was like, wait. Just imagining, like, it's like a crowd full of, like, obviously, like, pretty politically active slash, like, one would probably surmise, like, well-read like smart new yorkers and everyone's like okay wait a fucking second like everyone's like the record scratch like are we talking about fluoride in the water here? and then everyone it was like wait but like it's it prevents cat like why is that bad and then she's like and hey, we can't get gun control and everyone's like but i i like gun control but i like the fluoride too are we mad about fluoride? it was like so <laughs> it was i don't ever want to have to stifle a laugh at a political rap. I was just like, this is going like, but it just, so like what I texted Lily and I was like, she's really holding a mirror to me because I was like, I know there are times that I start to, uh, on you know, this saying po- science is fake is a great example of that where I'm just like, and another thing. Yeah, just a t- like a rant of a yeah. rant that devolves into <laughs> me being like, and uh, tires and you got your roads and your tires, you know, and you're like, what? What's happening? Yeah, so that was uh, it was really funny. And then so we le- it was very cold and we'd heard a couple speakers and we left. Yeah. And we wandered on into, <laughs> so it's around Washington Square Park, which is sort of like, there's not a lot. Yeah. Like, with a lot of personality over there, but we wandered into this bar that was inexplicably <laughs> the most Halloweened out bar. Like, n- no discernible spooky theme. Also, the whole, the bar itself was just, and I wanted to go into a bar like this. It was like a generic, like we have beers and nachos. And I was like, I just want to yeah, go to a place. It was, but it was one of everything they had. Oyster, they had an oyster bar. Oh. They had like 20 beers on draft. They had frozen margaritas. It was a real they hodgepodge. They had tacos, but they also had like burgers. And then they had like, like 
six different wines. Like they had like a decent yeah. amount of wine. Like it was just everything. But yeah, it so it was a confusing restaurant concept made even more confusing by the fact that I literally had to walk <laughs> through cobwebs. I was like, there was so many ghosts and bats and like autumn leaves everywhere. I was like, what is it? Like down to the pens when we the closed pen, out. Yeah. The pens had like pumpkins on them. And to my knowledge, this wasn't like a big chain restaurant that like no. has a lot of money. Like this budget was blockbuster worthy. Of it the, was truly like, like it, it was called like the the hops house yeah it it was was like something like malt brothers or something it's like some kind of like beer thing and then there was like a skull at every turn i was like (laughs) oh my my god oh my god like i everywhere i looked there was a fucking rotting piece of a what is rotting piece of meat flies (laughs) flies everywhere they did have a c from the health department yeah so you know you could have guessed but um yeah it was it really it was a very strange day. It was crazy. I was in. I was feeling very angry and emotional. And then, I mean, to be honest, the Halloween bar really helped me. Yeah, even out. Even out my feelings. <laughs> I was like, it is actually more hellish in here than out there, out if you there. can believe it. You know, devils. Yeah, at every turn. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Beautiful. It was a fun experience. And we got nachos, and they were great. Yeah, I mean, delish. Yeah. Um, anyways, so speaking of hellish, (laughs) speaking of hellish, welcome to another episode of our podcast. (laughs) Um, I know we've really been cramming the spooky slash Halloween content down your throats, uh, but guess what? We're not going to stop because it's our podcast. (laughs) If you were thinking that was going to segue into us talking about... (laughs) wine or something it's not um because i want to do it and it's fun and i all you know at my core i would have wanted to do a true crime podcast so but you know what i can't okay because until i get murdered until kelly until somebody finally pulls the trigger on (laughs) kelly i cannot do an investigative true crime podcast like i want to Anyways, we're doing murder. <laughs> so we're going to do a two-parter for Halloween. First part, murder, because that's how you die. And then second part, ghost. That's how you live forever. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a how-to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do um, a murder story that I've read about before that I thought was so interesting. It was one of those, like, 2 a.m., I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, we... Tried to research murders in restaurants, and most of them were so depressing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, murders are depressing because it's murder, but um, a lot of the murders in restaurants are, like, so fucking sad because it's, like, somebody pushed all the employees from a Wendy's in a walk-in and shot them, and you're like, that is fucking sad because, as we were saying, they're a vulnerable, like, workforce, and they often get robbed, and they're it's just, like, bad. Um, so we're not doing that. So we chose some other things that are a little more lighthearted. Um, but this story is actually really crazy and interesting. And, uh, I've, I've gone down a wormhole like years ago with it. Um, so this is, um, the story of Anjette Lyles. Ooh, I've never heard of that name. (laughs) Um, it's, she's. It's a, she's a Georgia lady, so it's Angeet, right? Yeah. Mm. 
Um, so she was born in 1925. And jet lag. I was doing, you know, yeah, no, okay. I liked it. Um, 1925. Um, <clears throat> she's not a good student. Relatable. Yeah. But everyone loves her. Also literally relatable yes. to Kelly specifically. Yeah, I famously said that was me. That was you. So you could grow up to be just like... don't mind if i do um so she's very charismatic i.e sociopath we know that's what that means um you are not though so don't worry um so she's in macon georgia sounds like bacon if you guys needed that explanation oh it's wrong go on On, now Macon does rhyme with bacon. If y'all misheard me, what is wrong with me? Um, in 1947, so fresh off out of the war, she marries a gentleman named Ben Lyles, and he was in uh, World War II. I, from reading this story, surmised he had PTSD. You know, he starts drinking, gambling running around what have you um he owns a restaurant it's a successful restaurant um called lyle's it's in downtown macon it's like where everybody goes for lunch all the businessmen all of the sweaty law- southern lawyers are dabbing the foreheads yeah. they go get a what, what would they get a egg ham sal- an egg salad sandwich yeah something with mayonnaise um, yeah a country ham Beautiful. okay um, they have two kids, Marsha and Carla. Very cute. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so, bro Ben starts really going off the deep end, starts boozing it up. He's seeing Nazis everywhere, probably actual Nazis in Georgia, and then also in his dreams from the war Nazis. You know what I'm saying? He's got mm-hmm. it on both yeah, ends, yeah, yeah. you know? That was the reality. Um so the KKK, not like this is Brazil or something. No, right. Exa- yeah, he's <laughs> flashback. He's in Brazil. No, I'm not going that deep. So, um, no, because a lot of Nazis. No, I know. Okay. I know. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Kelly's explaining U.S. history to me. No, okay. I just. I get. I know. Okay, I got. Okay, I got. Okay, I got. Okay, I got okay. <laughs> Folks, we hate each other. And <laughs> so um, he is in kind of bad health. He goes to the VA hospital. He's getting all these treatments. Then they finally say, uh, you can actually, you're approved to go back to work. So he's getting all these VA payments and stuff. Um, he sells the restaurant though, without consulting and jet. So for a very low price, he's got gambling debts. He's in failing health. He sells her part of part of her restaurant. So, the thing with her is that she was always at this restaurant. She worked at the restaurant with him. She was like one of those people who you go in and you're, and she was like the charismatic, like person you were drawn to. Right. She had little babies in there with her. Everyone was like, Oh, Angie is just so she's the not, you know, like very center of the, you know, those people, mm-hmm. you know, we work with people yeah, like that, course. you know, um, not who are murderers, but anyways, so Ben starts to fall mysteriously ill okay nosebleeds convulsions etc nobody knows what's going on like it's the heat it must be the heat is such a killer these time of year (laughs) you just they're clinking ice cubes lemonade 
Can you imagine? Can you? <laughs> a nosebleed and this hate. So he freaking dies. Nobody knows why. <laughs> this guy freaking dies. Okay, can you believe it? Fucking get a load of this. One day up and dies. So he dies. She doesn't have a restaurant, which she loves. It's part of her identity. Again, relatable. She um, moves in with her parents. She's still working at another restaurant. So she's like waitressing fucking paying the bills, living with her parents. She's a widow. Um, And then she, in 1955, so he died in 1952. 1955, she buys the restaurant back. So she's been saving all this money waitressing. She buys the business back. So she has her own business now, which is sick. And it becomes super popular. So it's like way more popular than it was before. She's like fully done up. She's got a new car. She's got a new house. She's like, I imagine cat eye sunglasses, little pearls. So, and then the townspeople are a little bit like, Miss Anjet, you need to, you know. Oh, they think she's getting a little too big. She's, yeah, she's, she's a fast woman. She's platinum blonde. She's driving her car. She's owning this restaurant. She's a business owner. If you can imagine 1950s Georgia, they're not going to, they're, (laughs) you're like, I lived it, honey. Oh, honey. (laughs) I lived it. So they are pretty judgmental. Mm-hmm. On top of this, Anjette is a big uh, fan of mm-hmm. voodoo, black magic, okay, all that stuff. So, and Aunt- <laughs> my word, Miss Anjette. <laughs> so this is me walking into the restaurant. She's like, I could make you a voodoo doll. I'm like, Anjette, don't even speak it. Don't even say the word. I will have a slice of that meringue pie, though. <laughs> um. So she is lighting candles. She's whispering things. She's making little sacks of uh, voodoo powders. That's what they do. They make no, little I sacks. Know, I know. But okay. Anyways, I forgot what it was called for a second. Anyways. So people are like, on top of you being a successful, hot businesswoman driving a car, you're also straight up practicing magic. We're not having it. Uh-uh. Um, but... Also, she was bad. So, anyways, she starts dating a pilot because this restaurant is right by the airport, and his name is Joe Neil Gabbert. And things are fine. She's pretty much cheating on him while he's a pilot, but he's fine. I mean, I who mean, if wouldn't you date? Yeah, that's the life. If you date someone who works in the airlines, if you date someone who works in the service industry, you're gonna get cheated on. Oh, one hundred percent. I was talking to my friends the other night and I was like, it's so hard to go out without like making out with people. And they were like, What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, no 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 we, we no I was um sorry, what were you what's I'm sorry. There's so much candlelight and booze in the oh service industry. What are we and supposed to do? Are trying to make out. Yeah, it's like we are very uh vivacious. We're sociopaths. <laughs> Like a jet. Charismatic. I don't care about anything else but myself. Hello. Hello. Anyways, so this is her problem. This is her cross to bear. She, we like, we are of, we're kin. We have a kinship with Anjet. Of course. Okay. So Joe, he has to get a minor surgery, like on his wrist or something. So he's, okay. If you're dating a sociopath, don't go under anesthesia for any reason. Yeah. Please just for your That's own sake. That's a hot sake. tip for... <laughs> The listeners, pretty yeah. much anyone. Who anyone, just don't do it. Um, 
so he has to be in the hospital, and then he starts to get mysteriously yeah, so? sick. If so, he had listened to my tip. If you could turn back time, <laughs> could you find a way to tell Joe Neil Gabbert to not get that wrist surgery because he would still be alive. Just have arthritis or whatever. Yeah. So he obviously has a great insurance because he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he dies in December of, actually, the December of the year they got married. So didn't even last a year. I know, shaking my head. Um, not great. <laughs> not great, great Jet, because you waited a year. God, you're ruining this for us. Have that anniversary party, honey. Yeah, have a little more attention and fame before you off mm. your second husband. Yeah. So, again, God, you know, it's so crazy because, I mean, we still have a far way to go because, I mean, science isn't real, but the medicine can <laughs> <laughs> Medicine is important. Let it be known. Let it be known. I'm glad I did call you out on that because I was going to let you go. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Kelly just said science. Because she was like, basically. No, I know. Was, I, okay. I know. I get it. Right, we don't have to get back. Anyways. So, uh, but just like in the 50s, like just they were straight up just like, yeah, we super don't know what's up. Sorry. And then you died. It's just like they didn't have, they had no way of knowing. Yeah. I mean, glory days for murder. But um so he dies in December of that year. She gets a ton more insurance money. She gets a new car. Like, she's fucking. She's like, cha-ching. Yeah, she's fucking throwing money down the hallway of that hospital as soon as she leaves. Dang it. I imagine her stubbing out a cigarette on his deathbed, putting her sunglasses on, maybe redoing her lipstick. Yeah, a real Menendez Brothers and situation. The, the Menendez Brothers famous for their <laughs> lipstick <laughs> techniques. Um, So... Unfortunately, though, her first mother-in-law, right. the first husband of, who died. What was his name? Ben? Yeah. yeah. She moves back in with Anjette okay. to be with her granddaughters. Of she course, doesn't have a course. son anymore. He was a fucking idiot gambler. He died. Right. So, um, unfortunately, though, Anjette discovers, this is like so fucked up. She discovers her mother-in-law's bank book. Because her mother-in-law lives with her now. And she's like, oh, shit, this lady's loaded. (laughs) So guess what? The mother-in-law also becomes mysteriously ill. But you know what? She's old. So it's like, she's old. She's in the hospital. And Anjette is just doing the most. She's bringing all of this food from the restaurant to visit her mother-in-law in in the hospital. And the mother-in-law just somehow, she keeps getting worse. And after these visits, and then... um. And all this while, Anjette's like, you got to make a will. Lady, you're sick. You have to make a will. And the mother-in-law's like, no. And then she forces her to make a will, although she probably doctor it. So mother-in-law dies. Right, of course. We've been through this before. Uh, Anjette's like, yo, I got the will. Give me the cash. Also, unfortunately, sealing another fate, the mother-in-law puts some money into Anjette's kids. For Anjet's kids. So that's the bummer part of the okay. story. Anjet. So you got a little greedy, uh, a little greedy. I say one husband, maybe he was a shithead. You kill him, I'm fine. Yeah. Like maybe he was abusive. Sure, kill him. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay. But in 1958, her oldest daughter, who's nine, starts to fall ill. Starts to fall ill. Okay, so this is when people are like, what is up with Anjette? Because she's also like a town, like, like 
She's call- a star. She's a star of the town. She's the hub, as we all know. Restaurants are the community of our fucking whatever. Pillars of our community. So everyone's like, what is up with Injet's life right RN, they said. <laughs> They're like, RN, <laughs> TFW, your whole family keeps dying. <laughs> Oh my god. So one of the employees at the restaurant is like basically calls the cops and says, "Hey, and Jet keeps ordering all of this uh ant poison for the restaurant, but we don't have ants. And I've never seen the ant poison in the restaurant." Which is like a pretty like smart thing to realize, right? Yeah. Um, and the cops are like, hmm, that is pretty weird. And then they don't really do anything about it. <laughs> They're like, but maybe the ant poison is so effective. That's why you're not seeing. Yeah. So li- little lady put two and two together. Go home. Um, Marsha dies. The kid. Fuck. After um, like six months in the hospital of like agonizing. She's hallucinating. And Jet is like laughing in the hospital room. They've the reports have said she's like truly psycho. So the kid dies. And then finally the cops are like, okay, 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 okay. Let's uh, flip back through that file. Let's go back. And they exhume the body. Kids chock full of fucking poison, arsenic, ant poison. The whole, the whole nine yards. And, and then they're like, you know what? Let's dig up those other bodies. Also all arsenic poisoning, which is so nuts because back in the day, you could just get arsenic anywhere. That is so crazy. They called it uh, inheritance powder. Isn't that funny? That's hilarious. Because you could just knock them off. Yeah. It's nuts. Jeez. You could just go to a chemist and be like, I have rats. Can I have some arsenic? And they're like, Sure. That is so fucked up. I know. It's nuts. Um, And also, like, poisoning is also, like, famously how women usually murder Mm -hmm. because women are in charge of the home and food and, like, preparing. And so they're always the ones that will, could do, they have the access, you know. And I guess maids, too, back in the day. Maids. That's what arsenic and old lace is about, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. Is that, yeah, I don't know. There is some kind of, yeah. Some plot like that. Sure. I don't know, whatever. Um, so essentially she's charged with four counts of murder. Zooky murder. <laughs> and that's how they announced her arraignment. They're in like, court. madam, you've been <laughs> accused of four counts of capital spooky murder. Her lawyer's like, I will see that this charge is reduced to simple murder. There will be nothing spooky on this court's docket. If it is the last thing I do. <laughs> There's also inexplicably so many cobwebs all over the courtroom. There's spooky ghosts hanging in there. There's pumpkins. Like, well, this is unnecessary. This is a court order. I call order in this court. Those, those skulls that go like. <laughs> They're like, if I could have order in the court. No, I have to tell from you. <laughs> why is a cartoonishly spooky courthouse so funny oh my god (laughs) i 
okay all right all right all right jesus christ i'm like eight years old i'm like okay um so she's sentenced to death which is kind of nuts because it's like the 50s and she's a woman and she's a white woman right i don't know if you guys have seen the musical chicago (laughs) very uncommon but it actually was uncommon because some guy was like, hey, what? oh, sorry, we cannot be the first state to execute a white woman. So they say, no death penalty. You have to go to an insane asylum. And she died there in the 70s of heart failure. But um, she lived it up while she was alive, you know. Future, hey. Future's female, you know. That is so true, Lillian. <laughs> that is so true. We should all be feminists. I mean, yeah. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> this is like that's this should be called fried green tomato feminism when people are like i have green tomato feminism you know what i mean yeah anyways um but i just think it's so crazy that she like used her restaurant to like <laughs> it was mur- her undoing in the end it was her undoing in the end you know she got she's like i can just put arsenic in literally anything that i own in my restaurant and bring it to people in the hospital and they'll eat it she was right but she they published her recipes online and they actually look really good so oh. she was she was a great we should make one I of know, them I know. that's what i was thinking damn it that'd be so fun that would be so fun yeah let's do that that's kind of grotesque but whatever whatever she's a lady murderer people people marry serial killers yeah people get tattoos of john wayne gacy on their fucking arms like assholes ew they do yeah it's so somebody got a tattoo of a ted bundy bite mark because he left a bite (gasps) mark on one of the women he murdered and they got that bite mark tattooed on their ass ew isn't that the most disgusting thing you've ever heard it's so disrespectful and awful that's awful there's a level of true crime fandom that's been popping up lately that i just cannot abide by it's like so well it's like if you are taking on the identity of the killer and just being like, yeah, fuck these women. They're so much smart. The killers are so much smarter than the dumb women. That's like, then you're, then you're actually bad. It's, that's not, that's not interrogative at all. Oh my God. It's awful. Anyways, but we're not doing that, but we will make a delicious chiffon pie. <clears throat> oh yeah. I would love to. That was me puking. Puking. But yeah. okay. Yeah. That's you getting poisoned from the chiffon pie (laughs) I will make. Yeah. Lillian's like, let's try out a recipe, (laughs) shall we? There's also like a quarter teaspoon arsenic in the (laughs) recipe. Like, how did they not notice this? She wrote them down on index cards. It was right there. She's like, for Marsha, one cup ant poison. Everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, they're all along. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, did you like my story? I did. That was good. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's I, good. there, it's a, it's just, there's also a lot of pictures of her online where she's like, she is like this like bodacious blonde. Like she's like very, you know, yeah, big and brassy. You know, she looks like someone you, you... I did think you were going to say busty. Mm, I could have gone with busty. <laughs> like she had these, she, she had, was you know, what do they call it? <laughs> What are all of the adjectives people use to describe big tits? They're just like, just say they had big tits. (laughs) She had big old titties. (laughs) Someone's screaming that in the courthouse. (laughs) Can we turn the fog machine off? I cannot read my notes. 
bursts into the spooky courthouse. <laughs> the headless horseman or whatever. <laughs> she had big old titties! I'm telling you! <laughs> oh my god. Man, alright. Well, that concludes yeah, part that one of our spooky cookie crisp. <laughs> alright, you guys stay tuned and stay safe out there. Don't eat any meringue pie. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.